Welcome, everyone, back to the Brocast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am joined on this fine, whatever day you're listening to this, by Tracy Pearson. Tracy, how are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great, Tracy. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Surely. Nice day here in Southern California. I mean, it's like high 80s, but dang, compared to the rest of the country. I mean, don't compare, don't, don't talk about your Westlake Village. I am in the true Southern California. I am in Paradise, where it is, I think, like 74. Yeah, just... I'm telling you, everywhere in Southern California, it's still beautiful. While people are literally, like, getting fried to death all over the country. And we're did just you, sitting did you Did you read about the, like, 2,000 cows that died from heat stroke? Uh, no, but this is what is really funny to me when people talk about earthquakes and fires yeah and i know you can't see an earthquake coming i get all that but between hurricanes tornadoes and just heat uh, the rest of the country seems a lot more dangerous to me yeah it's all pretty bad don't go to the rest of the country just hang out here actually actually though if you have any second thoughts about california you sh- you should leave yes. we need le- we need less people here so yeah. But we don't it's, wish you ill. That's okay. We don't wish you ill. Good luck uh, moving to uh, Paul Rump. Yeah. Um, good luck out in the hellscape. We'll just be hanging out here. <sighs> Though we're going to run out of water here pretty soon. That is a problem. Yeah. Well, you that win some, you lose some, Don't right? tell anyone, but yeah, I'm I'm hand... There's some, there's some trees at my house I've become really, really attached to, and I'm hand-watering them now because I just can't see them die. So, wow. Yeah. I know. It's, it reminds me back, like, when I was a teenager in my house, I had to, like, you know, hey, you got to get out there and water. So, I, you know, go out there and water everything. That That's back in the 60s and 70s when you weren't even alive, son. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I've confirmed that with sources. Did you mow the lawn? No, no. You've never mowed a lawn? That was never part of your thing? I mean, I, I have since mowed a lawn, but that was oh, not okay. one of my childhood responsibilities, no. I used to love mowing the lawn. No, so my, my, my father had a, this is actually a very sweet and somewhat sad story. He had this dream for his children that they would never have to do these sorts of things and that he could just do them. Like he was a mailman and he would just do the household things. And then yeah. we would focus on our education, focus on our studies so what that we could just pay people to do this later on in life. Uh, that worked out with um, me graduating from UCLA with a history degree. <laughs> but still, you have someone else doing it, so he he fulfilled his dream. That is true. That is true. See, on the other hand, my dad, who and my mom were both attorneys, and uh, but my dad grew up on a farm in Illinois. So instead of thinking, oh, I I I want to take this kind of blue collar drudgery away from my, he, he was the opposite. You need to learn everything about trees and grass and how to take care of it and mow the lawns and all of that. So yeah, it was still fun. I still enjoyed it. There, I mean, the old lawnmowers, they were so great. Filled them up with the, with gas. You feel like you could blow up something and it's, and all the, all the grass is flying back into the, into the little thing that holds it it was cool it was really cool fun times fun times it was fun so we record here a ucla sports podcast yes i but we could talk about 
just about anything. I think people would be very interested if we just did a non-UCLA sportscast one time. Oh, I think some would. And then I think uh, some, including people listening right this instant, would actually seek us out to murder us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any big deal. Uh, I have that happen. You have that happen. That's just, I mean, that's just par for the course when you the, are... Uh, par for the course. When you have a significant client base of internet denizens. I, I, I mean, sitting at session seven, I was at that tournament last, in, last week in Arizona... You see, people are taking pictures of me. I'm getting stalked. What the hell? People are talking about my calves and things and my and my hairline. People are getting after you too. And you know my hair's pretty good. That was a bad picture. I gotta, I gotta help. I mean, I get comments. You're 61 and you have that much hair. I get that all the time. So you have more hair than I do. Exactly, and in the right places. Well, okay. Well, I mean, if we're talking about like quantity of hair across uh, all, you know, fixtures and features, I mean, I think I think I probably have most people beat. But what, what's a fixture? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! hey and, and you've seen my calves. That's like easily my best physiological. Yeah. So this is what I'll say about Tracy's calves, and then I hope to never speak about it again. Um, I have big other calves. than when we're like, intimate. I have big calves. Like I've got, I've got some substantial calves myself. I do not have, have I do not have slim, slender legs. Uh, Tracy's are freakish, freakish calves. Like yeah. ankle, very small, and then it's just this bulging, like almost tumor of a calf above. It's it. exactly it. It feel. It looks. People. I have people walk up to me randomly and go, "Oh my god, your calves are those implants." How do you do that? You, you work out with those in the gym? I've, I've never worked on my calves. My dad had these calves. My brother had them. I have them. My son has them. Do you, so what is it? Like at the end of life, you just cut them off and give them to the other one or what? <laughs> yeah, I've already given them, given them to my son. I have this big blank spot. And I just borrowed them for the weekend. Yeah, I mean, when, when you got to wear shorts, I mean, I'm sure you got to just reattach somehow. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a conversation piece. Yeah, they truly, no. They, they truly are. They yeah. truly are right now. Yeah. Um, well, as we speak. <laughs> hey. All right. So we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, basketball recruiting. Tracy was out at Section 7 uh, this past weekend with some – you did an ex, you did an incredible job. Let's just do a round of applause for Tracy. Everyone out there, just applaud to yourself right now. It's go- I'm going in a circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Tracy was out there evaluating basically everyone uh, from uh, the classes of 2023, 2024, 2025, and 2026, and uh, was also getting the inside scoop on so much going on with UCLA's efforts there. But we've also got to talk about new UCLA quarterback commitment, Luke Duncan, or as I have started to call him, Duke Lunkin. Uh, it's a better name. It's he a much better name. name. He should be Duke Lunkin. Uh, and then we want to talk about uh, what potential there might still be to add to the basketball roster this year, if there is any. Um, and also, I'm not giving that up, but okay. Well, you know, just just kind of speculate wildly. Okay. Uh, and then uh, some football stuff on uh, our maybe our top 30s that we're putting out there. But let's Here, start. I want to talk about one thing though, which was so like you said, I did a good job, and it's because obviously everyone does a good job in things that they enjoy. I mean, I love evaluating basketball and football players, but basketball is easier because you're in an air-conditioned gym. Um, And, you know, this is how I got my start. I first wrote at West Coast Hoops, if you remember that, Michael Miller and I, um, and then started 
Pacific West hoops and then hired Greg Hicks. I think that's what it was called. I can't even remember. Um, so that's where this all started. And I had a great experience this last weekend. So I happened to walk up, I'm walking by and our head coach, Mick Cronin says, Hey, Tracy calls me over. We start talking about, it. I don't know. And then this guy, uh, I thought he looked like a young man to me, comes up and starts talking to coach and I kind of stepped away. Um, and then Mick turned to me and said, Hey, Pooh, this is Tracy Pearson. And he said, who? Who are you? I said, Tracy Pearson. He said, I'm Pooh Jetter. And I said, oh my God, Pooh. This was one of the original guys I wrote about on West Coast Hoops. And I, it, he, he started tearing up and he said, you changed my life. What you originally wrote about me got me my scholarship. I mean, it got me noticed in a bunch of offers. I... Whenever I talk about anyone doing anything that made a difference in my life, I talk about you. And I'm all, I mean, it just gave me chills. I gave him a big hug. Cronin turns to me and says, who the F are you? <laughs> Which was kind of funny. But I mean, that was, that was kind of fulfilling. I mean, it was, it was pretty amazing. And I can't even remember early 2000s, I think, or. I just looked up Pooh Jetter. Uh, he went to Portland. He went to Portland, Michael Holton. Yeah, yeah. and he was uh, he then played a whole bunch in overseas, a bunch yeah. overseas. But then he was with the Kings for a little bit. He uh, still, I mean, I didn't, I didn't first place him. I recognize his face, um, but I didn't because he looks. I, I swear, he looks twenty five. Right. Well, now. he's still playing. He's uh, he's in the yeah. G League right now. Yeah, he's in the G League. Is that amazing? Yeah. Um, what year did he graduate from high school? He graduated high school in two thousand. Two, it looks okay. like he was at Gardena Sarah. I started 1998, so that was four years in. So that was that was still the insiders. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, rivals went under in 2001. There you go. Wow. But that was that was pretty amazing. Pretty cool. Anyway. Okay. Well, that's a on. cool story. Thank you. Um, well, all right. So there was a lot with basketball recruiting this weekend. Um, kind of things. I won't say they're fully shaking out yet, but certainly some developments. Um, I think the biggest thing that came out of it was just the sheer number of offers um, that they put out there by, I don't know, Tuesday. Uh, it seemed like, I don't know, they offered a, ended up being like six dudes, many of them in the 2023 class, some 2024s. Uh, a lot of wings offered. Um and then you're, uh, you know, kind of getting what you did about Andre Stoyakovich. So, what do you, what do you want to touch on first, Tracy? First, I think it's, um, I think the mindset of the UCLA staff right now, and I'm, I'm going to give some stuff up here. I, I think they were pretty frustrated by the Dusty Stromer recruitment. That took them a year. Uh, what, you they don't were, think they like spending all of April babysitting that kid and then having com him commit elsewhere? And then I think they got, and I'm not blaming Dusty, not blaming the Stormers, but, I, you know, this is how recruiting goes. And, you know, you should know this is going to happen if you're a college coach. But it can still, you know, Mick Cronin's been doing this how long? 30 years? And he could still get, I would suspect, very frustrated. Um, they thought, you know, Dusty was coming in their backyard they did they did a lot to make that happen um and then ultimately it didn't a lot of it was nil money actually 
to to put it out there. Um, so I think uh, that that frustration carries over with like you offer some guys. Let's say you offer Andre, right? It's a good fit. There's a great official visit. Cronin gets along with the family. Family loves him. The father's an, an NBA guy. He doesn't need to be wined and dined. I mean, he doesn't want to go around to all these official visits. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't want this. Overall, he doesn't want this to drag out. He has, He's wealthy. He doesn't need to go visit Texas, you know. Um, they want him in California. And I, I think the staff is saying, well, you know, we need a commitment. For, for one thing, they don't have a commitment in a class where they could need four to eight guys, five to eight guys. And so that there's a little bit of desperation in there, I think. Um, so I think some of these offers, while they are completely valid and legitimate, I think they're also um, wanting to put a little pressure on some people to maybe pull a trigger pretty, pretty quick here. Um, the class will be one point guard or a combo guard and then one post and then a whole boatload of wings in, however, in all different shapes and sizes. So... And as we know, wings are a dime a dozen. You can find them anywhere. And they'll easily be able to find some overseas, I would bet. They'll be able to find some in the transfer portal. So it kind of is true. Uh, if if anyone who is a wing and been offered a UCLA, you, you better have the consideration that there might not, might not be a spot for you. Um, so I think that was one thing, to turn up some pressure while I think you said it would absolutely take commitments from the guys they offered, it's also to turn up the pressure on some guys. Yeah, and I think for um, Stoyakovich makes sense as a guy who should, uh, you know, get this done fairly soon. I mean, the thing is, are, are you going to Connecticut? No, you're not going to Connecticut, dude. It's going to be what? Stanford or UCLA most likely? So yeah. Just pick one, dude. You've already visited both. Get yeah. it over with. And and he's got he has the rest of June, the beginning first half of July. Then he's going on a vacation with his family. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I would suspect they're going to be sitting around on some nice veranda in some resort, and his dad's going to say, "We're not doing this anymore." You 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 just have. Don't you like the picture I painted there? It was kind of vivid. Um, yeah. No, like. You just have to make a decision. I'm not going to go traveling all over the country starting in all. Peja Stoyakovich doesn't want to hang out in Indiana. He doesn't want to yeah. check out Kansas. Get no. the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a good, from what I heard, he's, a lot of fathers are probably a little soft on their star basketball playing sons, uh, thinking they're better than they are, uh, giving them kind of a, a pretty easy path. From what I've heard, he has not. If there's anything he wants, he he's probably afraid that his son grew up pretty affluent and, and any bit of toughening up would only help him. So yeah. pretty good attitude, too, from what I've heard from yeah. a, an ex-NBA player because we've seen a few of those So that would be as a, fathers. Yeah, and so that would be a good guy to start with um, if UCLA can successfully uh, finagle a commitment out of him pretty soon. I would say right now that he's the most likely to commit and it could be soon, but let's say it could actually be September too, but I'd still hold pretty firm that UCLA would is the 
clear leader to get his commitment. God, that. Um, the other guy who officially visited last week was Milan Momsilovich. Momsilovich. Uh, who's the more of the more of the the wing forward type. Uh, yes. More of the power forward in uh, the olden parlance. Um, he wrapped up his official visit, which apparently, you know, went well enough, uh, but doesn't sound like he's uh, nearly as close as Stoyakovich to committing to UCLA. From what I heard, really enjoyed his visit, the kid himself, but it's culturally just a big shift for that family. You know, how big is Pewaukee? Any idea? I don't know. It's the lesser Aki. Yeah. Um, that's what they used to call it. <laughs> and then um, I, I think the family's, it just feels it's such a different existence. And what's funny about this, I'm going to talk of UCLA for a second here because we don't do a lot of this. We usually go the other way. I mean, UCLA, to go to UCLA over, sorry, TJ, but I got to say it, to go over Iowa State, this is a life changing move you not only just from the weather but your environment being in west los angeles but one of the best universities academically in the country the opportunities in los angeles have you ever been to ames iowa no okay if you get a chance uh, don't go um just what it could do for him in so many facets and that's just, it's, I think that's a little, I don't know. I think it's a little tragic that uh, you should be able to uh, envision that for your kid. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that happens. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, it's just, uh, they want to keep, as I speculated early on, they, they do actually want to keep that proximity to the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Um, <laughs> it's driving distance away from Pewaukee. So I guess that's part of it. Um, yeah, it's like five hours. Yeah, but... Uh, Which, if they just got on a plane and flew, but... Okay. I mean, if we want to talk about self-selection, though, if you're the kind of, like, fam who's picking Iowa State over UCLA, I mean, that's that's good self-selection. Like, but you know what? Here, but here's the thing, though. It's self-selection on the family. Let's just take this hypothetically and not talk about any family. If you're a kid from the Midwest and you might not necessarily have those same kind of values as your parents and you come to UCLA to Los Angeles, you're saying, oh my God, this is phenomenal. You didn't know like this place even existed like this. Yeah. 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 Rough one. Anyway, so there's that. Um, Another uh, I, recruitment yeah. I'm interested in, Tracy. I'm just going to take you off the rails. You ready? Go. BJ Davis. So BJ Davis, you've been talking up since April um, as a uh, emerging guy in April. And then yeah. he, he pretty much blew up. Sounds like I, I got to cheat. I saw him at Modesto Christian too. I saw some tape of him playing at Modesto. Fine, Christian. fine, 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 fine. Yeah, yeah. But, but still you were early yeah. on him. Uh, and then he pretty much blew up at section seven, like went, went thermonuclear scored like 37 points in a game. Uh, you Average know, 29. Yeah, just green. looking like, a, you know, not just a guy, but like a top-tier guy or like should be very soon, that sort of thing. Um, UCLA hasn't offered yet. He wasn't one of the offers that went out. And it doesn't sound like an offer is imminent. Would you, in as few or as many words as you would like to use, explain to me 
Dave Woods, who would like them to offer him immediately, if not sooner, uh, why they have not yet offered him. Well, do you want my opinion first on what they should do or an ex- explanation on why they haven't offered? I would like whatever order you would care to provide. Okay. Um, I'll go for, I guess I'll go first with an explanation. on. I, I think the staff feels they, they are leading for Isaiah Collier. Now, Counterpoint. Yes. No. What do you mean? Counterpoint they're not? Counterpoint, Counterpoint basic, basic five-star rules for out-of-state guys. Here's my basic five-star rules. If they don't commit immediately after their official visit, they are, they are not, you are not leading for them. So this is the El Segundo rule. Yeah, this is my corollary for yeah. – no, and, and it may be true. It may even be true that you are leading for him. Uh-huh. But you didn't get the commitment after the official visit, right? Which means there's an, an infinite amount of time for other schools to do whatever they're going to do to get the five-star guy who's more local to them than they are to you. Because if he's out of state and he's a five-star, he's more than likely coming from like the south or back east. So well, you're okay. not going to get him. I got you. I got you. So yeah. I think what's happening, though, I think in the next few weeks, I think UCLA will be able to gauge the situation even more and and better um, on how on what they where they are with Isaiah Collier, what the time frame is, are they leading? Is it going to happen soon? Um, that will have a big impact on what happens with BJ Davis. But on the other hand, with BJ Davis, this is a really curious recruitment to me. Um, so B.J. Davis plays uh, with uh, Jiggy Phillips in, uh, in high school, who's one of the best 2024 guards in the country. Um, they kind of both play on the ball, but Phillips plays mostly on the ball. Um, if you watch Modesto Christian, a lot of it is uh, B.J. Davis playing off the ball. Then he went to go play with Jalen Green Elite. He played with A.J. Johnson. A.J. Johnson is ball dominant. I think he's a shooting guard. People are calling him a point guard. I think he, he's completely ball dominant. When when B.J. got the ball, he scored. <laughs> um, so he was kind of like this undersized 6'1 shooting guard. Uh, but I saw enough of him in the tape of Modesto Christian and then tape of Jalen Green Elite where he looked like a complete point guard to me in so many ways. Just his passing ability, ball handling ability. Just that alone and not just his defense. Um, so then this week he plays with this high school team. Phillips isn't there. So he, BJ is on the ball, every possession completely was dominating. What's crazy is about this is so many college coaches, college coaching staffs didn't watch BJ Davis this last weekend. I went to his first game on Saturday. There were very few college coaches there. The game at night was supposed to start at, I think it was 9 or 10. It, it started at maybe 10.45 and didn't end until midnight. And then his next game was at 9.10 the next morning. Uh, there was USC coaches, I think the Cal coaches, Oregon State coaches, but that was, I, they hadn't really seen him that much. And that was when he injured his foot and still, I think, scored 28 points and played really well once he got over the injury. But so he doesn't have a lot of high end offers. He, he got offers from Washington and Washington State as on Saturday night uh, of the tournament. I, if I 
I haven't looked lately, but I don't think he's he has more coming in. I'm a bit baffled by this. Um, he's not big. Maybe that's it. He probably is between six foot and six one. He's a little narrow shouldered. Uh, and I, I, I don't, I, I'm really baffled, um, not only from college coaches, but I mean, 24-7 didn't rank him in the last re-rankings, mostly because everyone thought he was kind of a shooting guard because he was playing off the ball where these other five-star guys are dominating it. So in other words, how this translates to UCLA, other schools might not get on him right now. So with that delay of, recruit, of recruitments from other schools, UCLA might have some time. Um, if Cal does, he told me, if you watch the video, I asked him what was his dream school growing up, or he said, Cal, what the hell, Cal? You're not going Actually, guy. sorry. <clears throat> yes. What the hell, BJ Davis? Whose dream school is Cal? I think it, he grew up in Northern California. That's what he thought. I mean, and off camera later, he said, oh, I just grew up as a Cal fan. Really? I mean... I had other dream schools like UCLA. He tells me that off camera. So, yeah. Um, I think he just didn't have, that's the most he thought he could dream. <laughs> but I mean, where are these schools? My God. Um, well, hometown Fresno State just got on him. So look out, know. buddy. Look out. Um, um, okay. So, all right. So the theory here is, let me just, let me put it into the parlance of the bros. You try to get something out of Isaiah Collier in the next few weeks. And then if that's if that is following through on the uh, El Segundo corollary, which is you're not going to get a five star out of state who didn't commit on his official visit, uh, it's BJ Davis time. I think so. Um, I'm pretty convinced that the staff was impressed with him. Okay, good. Yeah, well, that's all we can to ask. the point to the point where, like I said, I, I think there's an offer ready. And well, that's I, good. And I think if they went through July evaluation period and still didn't offer him and then maybe offered him August, I think they're okay. It's not like Arizona, USC, Oregon are all offering him right now and going hard at him. And then he would, in August, turn around and go, well, where was UCLA? You're only offering me now? So, yeah. All right. Uh, another guy I wanted to touch on is the finally offered... Cody Williams. <laughs> How happy were you on a scale from one to 10 when you, when you saw that offer come through? Yeah. Um, I kind of knew it was going to happen. I had heard some rumblings um, and I kept telling everyone in the <laughs> bro that it was happening. And when it wasn't, you know, I think everyone was getting very frustrated with me, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of a relief just because from the mere sample that I said it was going to happen. Uh, he played really well at section seven. He's, he's a really interesting player. 6'7", maybe even 6'8". Uh, he is tall. I stood next to him. He is, he is tall. He's added a little... The worry would be he's too skinny, but he's added some weight since April even. Uh, he plays point guard for his high school team. Plays point guard, point guard for his AU team even. Uh, really good on the ball. Can take people off the dribble. They didn't even do it enough. Uh, they were giving him a ball screen too much. So when you when you bring in a ball screen, you're bringing in two more guys. Just clear out and let this guy take the six one point guard who's guarding him, which they did almost by chance. And he would just go up and lay the ball in over the guy's head. Um, 
when he wants to play defense hard, and most of the time it's true, but sometimes he cruises, but wow, when he plays defense hard, he's a force. His shot looks good, goes in occasionally. <laughs> Not all the time, but but looks good. Uh, so I'm I'm happy, really happy they offered him. Now it's I think I, he's going to get hit. I think he already got offered by Arizona. He's probably going to get a few more elite high majors. Uh, I know Kansas was sniffing around. I was literally sitting next to a guy who would know about that watching his game. Completely eavesdropping. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm looking at this picture of Cody that you took. Uh, he's got some definition in his arms now. It's he used to wear. You know, guys think they're too skinny when they wear t-shirts. Yeah, right? no, he's got he's got some actual. You know, I wouldn't say he's got guns, but he's got a little definition in his arms now. He doesn't look like if you didn't know he was one of those like really really skinny dudes before. He doesn't look like that as much anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I'm just gonna say this. When did skinny become bad for a developing basketball player? Like, well, this is how this, this is how this, uh, every, uh, I, college coaches are just reactionary. Everyone's reactionary to what's happening. It, you either, if something's good happening, if Bryce Young wins the Heisman Trophy, now suddenly everyone wants a 5'11 quarterback, right? If a skinny kid doesn't play well in college, then suddenly no one wants a skinny kid. I'm more of the opinion, I don't react that way. Uh, evaluating bodies when they're juniors in high school, they're not even, they're, some are going into this, you want them to be kind of thin. You want them to have a wider frame so that they can gain good weight and put on strength. But you'd like them, if they're this good and they're this thin, imagine when they get strong. The last thing you want is this built out, either a really thick body that's like thick, like pizza, eating too much pizza, or just too muscular because there's no upside. There's no advantage. The body isn't going to get better. Yeah, and so you better, have a, get, you better have a freakish skill set if you're going to be that thick. You got to be Kevin Love. Exactly. And whenever you're... There is a there is a ceiling. It's either a low, high ceiling. When the body's developed, it's it's a lower ceiling. So yeah, it's just reactionary. You know, it goes it goes in. If there's a few skinny guys who were hyped that didn't do well, you know, on the college level, let's say like Peyton Watson, there's kind of this reaction to skinny bodies. The thing about skinniness or not it, it really is about it's just not about strength though it's also about do they want to play physically are they are they afraid of contact or are do you see them like initiating contact and getting contact and really getting into it that's a like Kwame Evans what is he ranked fourth in the country I watched him for three games back in April I don't think he touched one person on the court I don't think he ever got into the paint on offense. He only got into the paint on defense because he's 6'11 and he had to guard the tallest opposing player. That's just a guy, whoever gets Kwame Evans, and if Arizona gets him, immensely talented kid. Great, amazing feat for 6'11. But given who he is and given 
everyone around him who undoubtedly has told him he's the second coming of Kevin Durant, you are going to, the college coach is going to have a hard time getting this kid to play hard, play tough, be physical, because it's just, it's not in his DNA anymore. Maybe Kwame Evans will turn it around and have, you know, an epiphany. But that's, that's how some are. And Cody Williams plays physically. So, and he's gotten, he's already gotten bigger in, in two months from when I last saw him. So I think that's all really, Hey, uh, um, Colorado State offered B.J. Davis. Hey, baby. <laughs> Getting after it. Wow. Um, all right. Well, I, I, I wanted to do a smattering of basketball recruiting because you've written some great updates that people should read in their entirety. Okay. Um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on, though? Any other any other key nuggets that you didn't get to delve into quite as much as you would have liked? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there's only so much you can write about. You get tired of writing. Yeah, you know? writing's tough. It's someone it's... said, "Hey, you all should listen to the the broadcast. They they give up a lot more. It's because we like to, we can talk better than we write. Don't you think? Nobody likes to write. God, no one likes to write. Um, so Cedric Lath. <laughs> so I'm watching this kid can play. Can we call him the Lath of Heaven? Yeah, yeah. No, you can you can do that. Cool. Um, I'm going out to watch uh, Henderson uh, Liberty. Because of Deedon, Dedan Deedon Thomas, the point guard, who was very impressive, by the way, 2024. There's this big kid, 6'9", 6'10", 240 pounds, looks 24 years old, catching every ball, dunking it, dunking putbacks, just beating people up. Who the hell is that? I look at my roster, number 53 isn't on the roster. I go around to the scorer's desk, they don't have names. Um... I'm asking everyone, does anyone know who this number 53 is? No one knows. Literally no idea. I'm standing there after a game. I go up to talk to him. Deedon Thomas comes up to me. He goes, hey, uh, what are you doing? I go, Deedon, I'm Tracy Pearson 24-7. I'm trying to talk to, who is this kid? He's all, oh, he's Cedric Lake. I go, oh, okay. I want to talk to him. He's like, uh, no, maybe not. I'm all, what the heck? We're not allowed to talk to them at Section 7. So you're supposed to get a formal interview I just wanted to get some inform quick information. Uh, Ivory Coast, I kind of gathered he doesn't speak English perfectly just yet. He spent a year in Canada. He's going to play for Dream Vision, uh, Adidas-sponsored AU, which has been known to have a lot of foreign players. Um, here's, a, here's a departure for UCLA. I had heard very quickly from a fellow 24-7 uh, guy that you said had reached out to Cedric Leith really fast, and I had heard it was because of Emo Simovich, their new assistant coach. The guy has connections all over the world, just not in Serbia. From what I've heard, he's been doing this 20-something years, establishing international connections. He, for most, I think for a lot of July, he's going to be overseas, uh, probably mostly in Europe, looking for foreign players for UCLA. So, We'll see what happens. Maybe Cedric Leith will will pan out. He'll actually have a transcript. You know, the I'm gonna say it in general, foreign players are more into pay for play than than American players, even more so. They always have been and now they are more so with NIL. We'll see how that checks out. You know, you never know with foreign players. So if he does check out and he has academics damn but you could expect 
when I was sitting there asking about him, the Kansas assistant coach was saying, what did he say? What did he say to me? So there you go. Um, there you go. Yeah. So very interesting, but uh, yeah, I think that he'll be someone to watch. We'll probably find out more by the July evaluation periods on him. Cool. Um, well, that actually provides a good pivot point, um, which um, the, well, do you want, well, actually we have two ways to pivot, Tracy. Yes. Do we want to pivot to just kind of Ivo Simovich's effect? And, uh, you know, what UCLA might do in the foreign, uh, in the, in the international markets, or do we want to pivot to UCLA football recruiting? Well, let's do, let's do Evo for a couple of reasons. Um, Evo helped them immediately get on and offer Jamie Kaiser, the small forward from, uh, Virginia. Um, using, using the, the international connections to the foreign state of Maryland. Yes. Exactly. But since he was from, uh, what, Marymount in Maryland, he had had a connection with Kaiser. Uh, also, interesting enough, uh, Jeff Ferris, UCLA's tight ends coach, had uh, recruited Kaiser because he was a, he was a two-sport athlete. Uh, and then he made an announcement not too long ago that he just was going to play basketball. But Ferris was recruiting him as, I believe, a tight end. Uh, oh, very cool. Anyway, so... Yes, Mr. Simovich um, did that. He facilitated that. Definitely, definitely Cedric Laugh, from what I've heard, Lath Laugh. Um, and as I said, he is now uh, on a global search for international talent to bring to UCLA. Um, and that is that not only means 2023 guys, but I think some some possibilities for players that could come in as 2022 also and also i would say maybe some guys who are out there that are on other currently on other college teams that could transfer they're not in the transfer portal yet but they could go into it you know what let's, let's clarify that too because everyone's talking about it on the football board waiver yes the deadline was was uh may 1st correct Correct. Um, but if you decided to go in the portal right now and ask the NCA for a waiver, uh, from what I've heard, most college coaches have said the waiver will, will be granted. So uh, if, you, if someone wanted to enter the portal and transfer now, I, I think they would be able to. So while obviously we haven't heard any transfers in football or basketball lately because the portal you know, ended, uh, there's still a possibility out there. And I, I, I'm not going to rule out the possibility in basketball. Very exciting stuff. Thank you. All right. Another very exciting stuff. Uh, the great Duke Lunken, otherwise known mm. as Luke Duncan. Uh, Three-star quarterback uh, out of the, the great city of Orinda, California. Yes. The great Northern California city of Orinda. It's uh, kind of like, yeah, go ahead. I was oh, no, going to say, no, it kind of says like horrendous, horrendous. What's that, what's that word you coined? Uh, Herocious? Yeah. It's right outside of Herocious. Yeah, yeah. Orinda. <laughs> Orinda. Orinda. Um, Orinda's nice though, isn't it? It, it is. is. It's, a, it's yeah. an upscale, uh, upscale yeah. little area. Um, 
Luke Duncan, uh, three-star quarterback. He committed to UCLA just days after being offered. Uh, UCLA extended the offer, I believe, on Friday. He was committed after an unofficial visit on Tuesday. Um, basically, it seems very clear he was waiting on that offer. And when it came in, he was down to commit. And um, hopefully, like B.J. Davis will do in a few uh, short months, uh, said, screw you, Cal. I'm going to UCLA. Um, so Tracy, you've had a chance to watch good old Duke, good old Luke, uh, in person. Uh, what's your take? Um, I, I was really impressed when I walked up, I, you know, I, I, I know football recruits obviously, but I'm, I'm so into the signing day and all of that, that usually on the first event in March, I'm just completely disoriented. I walk up and say, I find myself, my Brandon Huffman, and go, who's that? Thank God for Brandon. I literally walked up, saw the 6'5 guy with a great arm, and said, who's that? Oh, Luke Duncan, blah, 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 you know, the encyclopedia guy gave it to me. Um, really was impressed when I first saw him in the 7-on-7. Seven seven. Uh, I think he's a very good prospect i think he's a he's a four-star prospect in my mind uh, i bet he gets readjusted there just yeah, aren't he's, too many and, and right now he's borderline in the 247 rankings he's a three-star yeah. but it's at the 88 number which is just one one short little one away from being a four-star what might keep him down though is that he committed to ucla if he would have committed to usc as everyone knows greg biggins <laughs> Would go, oh my God, Greg Biggins has like this hotline that calls all the 20. Hey, a guy from USC committed. Can we give him another star? Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I know the hotline well. Yeah. He's accidentally called me a few times on it. Yeah, yeah. Wrong number. Yeah. But um, I, I, 6'5 guy with a great throwing motion with decent athleticism for a size. Uh, I mean, I think that's almost automatic four star right there. Um, I, I'm happy with it. I personally liked Aiden Childs better. Uh, he's six four, as strong arm, if not a little bit stronger, a quicker release, a better athlete, and I just liked his whole demeanor. He's supposed to be a really smart kid, and you could see it. And his whole demeanor on the on the field. I was about to say court. His whole demeanor on the field, seven on seven, I was really impressed with how he just led his team uh, in that seven on seven, but he committed to Oregon State. I still thought there might be a chance once UCLA saw him this fall that it could offer and maybe steal him from Oregon State, but I think that ship has now sailed that they have Duke Lunkin. Yeah, Duke Lunkin, I think uh, that that sinks that ship. Um yeah, because they're not—they're definitely not taking two quarterbacks in this class. Um, no, and uh, yeah, you—you you certainly would make a compelling case for Childs. Um, the thing with um, um, Duke, our man Duke—I'm not going to be able to call him by his real name anymore. I get it. Yeah, um, the thing with Duke um, and any quarterback they brought into this class—they um, have a reasonable amount of stability in that quarterback room right now and a reasonable amount of playable depth. Um, so once Dorian leaves this year, uh, they're going to have two guys really who are competing for the job and, and then added to it, whoever they would get in 2023 in Justin Martin and Ethan Garbers. 
And the reality is, you know, Martin competing with whoever's going to be the 2023 guy, one of those two may or may not transfer at some point if they don't win. But Garbers has already transferred. Um, yes. So there's some stability there where he's more than likely going to be in the program now for the long haul, unless he, you know, again, he could probably apply for a waiver and get it too, but it's no sure thing. Um, so th- they actually have a situation where it's not, it's not necessary that this 2023 guy, whoever it is, and it turns out it's Duke Lunken, uh, that he needs to play immediately. Well, here, here's the thing too. And we have to, we have to shift our mindset because, uh, Luke Duncan is going to sign his letter of intent. It's an NLI too, guys. It's not an LOI. It's a national letter of intent. Go to the site, the site, the national letter of intent. Got, right got, got it. An NLOI. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> uh, I almost hung up on you. Um, an N-I-L-O. <laughs> I know that's the thing too. Now N-I-L and N-L-I, my God. Um, he's going to sign. I'll just say, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to have a big year. He's going to throw for 3,800 yards um, and run for 800. He's going to have a big year. It's it's going to be a the quarterback, UCLA quarterback spot is going to be a place people want to be. They are clearly going to bring in a transfer quarterback. 100%. I, I am so thoroughly convinced. There is no way they will not bring in a transfer quarterback. So... Throw that into your scenario who's competing for the starting spot in 2023. Yeah. There you go. I, I would I would I would just say it it would be a misstep to bring in a transfer quarterback, but you know what does that matter? You when know do they listen to me. What are the odds that that happens, Dave, right now? Uh ninety seven percent. There we go. Yeah. <sighs> oh chipper. Um, well, I mean, if you think about it from this, you're always supposed to do personnel wise what you have to do, it's a business to, to make your, that position the best in every position. As you said, uh, um, you got some guys who were locked. You, you got some guys who were locked in. Uh, Garbers really can't transfer again. Um, I think with that kind of insurance, getting a transfer, another transfer wouldn't be that bad of a risk. You could also tell Justin Martin, this guy's a redshirt senior. He's got one more year, and you'll be here for four more. So I don't think it's that bad of an idea. I want to hear why you think it's so bad. I uh, I hate the transfer portal. Uh, from like Oh, a, just generally? No, well, not really. I mean, I, I like the idea of it. It's just um, for positions like quarterback, I think uh, there's necessary continuity that you need um, within the program. Um, I think uh, it's it's bad generally for sustainable recruiting to keep patching holes with the transfer portal. Uh, cause it's not sustainable year after year. You know, you, you will have years where there are downturns in the portal where you don't get the guys you need. And unlike with high school recruiting, there's no development time for like, you know, if you miss on some dudes. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons not to love it. Um, it feels very, um, it just feels year to year, really, really tightrope walking. Um, and so, well, so far though, you know, it, it doesn't feel that way year to year, but it seems like it should be given all the factors that we know so far. UCLA hasn't been walking a tightrope. That's because they've had Dorian Thompson Robinson for how many years now? 
No, but I mean generally with the transfer portal. No, Every but there's position but, but but this is where and this is where it would be where it becomes it kind of tips over for me is if they start doing it with quarterback. Um because with quarterback I think that's, you know, that's the face of the offense. He's the guy who has to, you know, have a connection with all the receivers, yada yada yada. Well, you got you got you got Mr. Garbers there. He was a transfer. He's been in the program now two years. Okay. And he, he was, he, but he was a. Re- you're talking about a grad transfer. You're talking. Oh, about I'm talking about any transfer senior. though. I'm talking about any transfer. Yeah, but you're, if you're talking it, specifically if you're pitching it to Justin Martin as this guy's only going to be here for a year. Then we're talking about a redshirt senior. Right. So that's what you're saying. The, yeah. The like well, if the, if it's a yeah. depth guy that you're bringing in as a transfer, that's one thing. But even then, why do that to? So here's where I am on this. Justin Martin looked promising this spring, right? And yes. Ethan Gar- Ethan Garbers looks at worst playable. Yes. Right. Yeah, I think he's better than that. But yeah, okay. At worst playable. I mean, he had some. At worst playable. Yeah, that he had some. Sense. He had some okay. issues in practice. Um, yeah. But uh, those two guys look like you know promising players. If you bring in you know a redshirt senior, maybe you can sell it. Maybe. And they don't transfer, or one of them, or Justin Martin doesn't transfer, but maybe they don't. If you bring in like a redshirt sophomore, like what is Justin Martin's incentive to continue competing with that one? He could probably walk into, I don't know, half of the group of five programs and be the immediate starter. Absolutely. If you're bringing in a redshirt sophomore, you are clearly and decidedly making a choice that the guy you're bringing in is better than Justin Martin. Right. I just don't think that's good. I, I, I think it's, I think it's, um, it's recruiting over guys, and your program isn't good enough to do that. Um, you know, I just yeah, I've got some I've got some complications with it. I I the scenario I see is a successful year, nine ten wins. Dorian Thompson Robinson has a big season, and they're going to be people calling them up. Well, we'll see. And and if you were that coach, really good, either redshirt senior or a sophomore, redshirt sophomore, you really like. You're, would you, Dave, really project yourself? Would you say no? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, if I'm Chip Kelly and every year is a hot seat year going forward, I mean, probably not saying no, no. Yeah. Um. All right. Last thing uh, I want to touch on briefly. We're starting our top 30s, baby. Oh, yes. We are starting our top 30s. And and, and the guys, the bros. The bros involved. have contributed. This is I think about... I think the ending total is about fifty of them. About fifty of them supplied. God, I would have thought there'd be so many more. No, What's no, no. Up? Think about the think about the the chore that that. Oh, was. that takes work. Yeah, it's... it actually. I'm amazed that number of people actually. Yeah, did. now I think about it. That's pretty... and then it took me an insane amount of time because there isn't really a good way to do this automa- automatically to like rank the aggregates from that and then weight it correctly. <laughs> this uh, was something you came up with. Great idea. And you did not think it out. Did you? No, no. Well, <laughs> I, I did. I spent a little bit of time thinking it out um, and <sighs> couldn't think of a good solution. And um, secret fact about Dave Woods, if I have an idea and even if I can't think of a good solution for it, I'm still going to go forward with the idea. Even if it entails me having to do a lot a lot of manual work. That's really commendable. Yeah. But you did just negate that because you talked about yourself in the first person. Third right. person. No, no, Carl no. Malone. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, yeah. So anyway, this was a lot of, of very <laughs> stupid manual work. Um, and also, the number of you people, and I am saying you people, 
who don't know how to spell like the players' names on this team <laughs> or who cannot follow simple directions, like please include a player's name here, who then wrote the Murphy Twins. How, how is that helpful, guys? How is Wait, that helpful? they wrote the Murphy Twins as one guy? Yes. Um, oh, that's wonderful. Yes. That's beautiful. It was, it was gorgeous. Um, so anyway, kudos to all of you. Uh, but we've got this put together now. I will I will divulge a couple things. The bros, I, I weighted it as... So every single bro uh, writer, like the people who actually uh, write for the site, we all are 10% of the weight. Wow. Bros collectively okay. are 30% of the weight. Wow. So they are okay. three times a single person. So Why is that? Uh, just to give them some, some joy, give them some okay. effect. Um, and it did have a meaningful impact. Um, Are you going to list a bro? Like, I know you do, like, highest ranking, lowest no, ranking. No, no, I'm just going to list the bros collectively. Oh, like... the bro- So, all right, so the, the, the reader total is an aggregate of its own. Okay, um, That's it. the only so way they're to do a this effectively. They're a functioning individual. Yeah, they are, they are a single entity, uh, cool. the bro reader. Um, that's like the Borg collective. Yeah. 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 Um, but they do meaningfully... Star Trek? They, they moved Trek? it in a couple of ways. Like, there were... One guy jumped into the top five who wouldn't have been otherwise. Um, One guy dropped down to uh, the bottom six who I think we collectively had in the top 20. Really? Yeah, there was some movement. And frankly, I want to say I I like the aggregate list from from what it was collectively with the bros. Now, the bros themselves were were crazy. But their craziness perfectly offset ours to the point where I think we ended up with a more accurate list. Uh, they, and pretty much they know their stuff is what you're saying. Pretty much. I want to say, right? so here, here's what I'll just, I'll, I'll throw this one out there. The bros as a group had Devin Kirkwood number two. Okay. That that's a little high for me, but I, I understand why they believe that that's his value. Correct. We didn't. Uh, bro had it, had him as, as number six. Um, okay. But that okay. might be a, that might be a touch low. So yeah, you know it's yeah. going to be interesting to see where he ends up. Ends up. But there's wow. a lot of that. There's a, there's a lot of really fun and interesting stuff here. Um, so it should be a good old time to go through it all. That's fun. That's yeah. really fun. Are you are you going to write? I didn't see it today. I was too busy. Are you writing about the bros? I will like, once it becomes noticeable. So the guy today, okay. Damian Sellers, he yeah. he was. Um, 30th on our list and then he wasn't meaningfully enough higher on the bros list to actually move it too much so he was like 27th or 26th on their list so that didn't actually move it based on where everyone else was got it but uh we will we will see how things progress okay excellent i'm i'm kind of i'm really excited this you know this adds a whole new dimension to the countdown it's a whole new world yeah all right well that's it for me. That's it for me. All right. Well, for Tracy Pearson, I'm David Woods. Bruin Report Online, and we'll talk to you again next time. Thanks, guys.